Hey Arena Crafties, this is the second to last set review show for Strixhaven. We're excited to bring this one to you. And yes, I'm aware that this is dropping on the day of the set release on Arena, which means that the final one is actually going to be released after you and people in general have already had a chance to play with the cards. But, you know, please bear with us. It takes time to produce these things, and it's also nice to drip them out kind of over the course of things. So, yeah, anyway, enjoy this one and look forward to one more. All right, this one's an interesting one. Test of Talents, read it for us. Test of Talents is one in a blue instant counter target instant or sorcery spell. Search its controller's graveyard hand and library for any number of cards with the same name as that spell and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. Ooh, they put unmoored ego on a counter spell. On a counter spell, yeah, man. I, I thought this would get your brain churning away there. Kind of interesting. What are the big hitters? What are You say one, then throw it to me, and I'll say one, and we'll go back and forth as long as we can. All right, so people want this to hit Emergent Ultimatum. That's a hitter. That's a, that's a hitter. I want to hit Zenith Flare. There you go. There you go. I honestly just want to hit one of my opponent's, like, four of counter spells. That seems pretty gassed. Just hit their saw it coming. Yeah. Or, or even um, for those, oh, 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 rogues, 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 can I, I interest was going, you? Mine was going to be into the story. Yeah, into the story is going to feel real bad. I mean, even drown on the lot is going to feel pretty bad. Like, that's yeah. the best card in that deck, you know? Yeah, those cards are absolutely lit, and you can get them gone forever. Should you just run this instead of negate? What is it that negate counters that this doesn't? It's in, it's enchantments, great henge, ember cleave. It's planeswalkers, uh, skyclaves, planeswalkers. A lot so it's of not things. Obvious, yeah, yeah. It is a lot of things. It's not obvious you should make that cut. I think people underestimate how many non-instant and sorcery cards negate actually does counter. So, it's a pretty big cost. Also, if you counter stomp. You don't get their Bone Crusher Giants. No, you don't exactly. Yep. So it's important to know. Yeah, I mean, definitely a sideboard card, and I don't even know. Like, do you do you care that much about? Like, okay, like here's an example. Let's say you bring this in against Emergent Ultimatum decks, right? And then on turn four, they just go for a Seeker's Chariot. You can't counter it with this thing, you know. And then you just die to a Seeker's Chariot. I think that's why the Ultimatum deck I don't think is necessarily a great place for it because yeah. they still have the cards they would fetch from the Ultimatum in their deck to kill you with. That's why what my first name was Zenith Flare because that like just completely dissects a dimension of their game plan. Like They don't have a replacement for Zenith Flare. That's true. And that deck's also not resolving like a ton of other non-creature spells. I mean, I guess if they're getting down, um, what is it? Unlike on improbable alliance, then you feel kind of bad. That one comes down on two anyway. Like, yeah, that's a really hard one to get. It is. It is. You know, also a deck that could just kill you via another means. But so yeah, it's it. It's a weird card. Um, It is powerful. Definitely, it. I think it definitely has uses. 
I could I could see this as being like a two of in the side bud. Yep, me too. All right, uh, dramatic finale. So this is the CCCC card in Ozov, and so it costs four Ozov pips. It's a rare enchantment. Creature tokens you control get plus one plus one. Whenever one or more non sorry, whenever one or more non-token creatures you control die, create a two-one white and black inkling creature token with flying. This ability triggers only once each turn, which is kind of a bummer. Kind of. We just paid. We just paid four hybrids for an enchantment. That only buffs creature tokens, and you're telling me my whole board could get wiped out, and I will get a three-two. Yeah, was was it really so hard to just not have that clause on it? It does trigger once each turn, so maybe what we're trying to do is like we have a woe strider, right? And we sacrifice a little scorpion on our turn, and we sacrifice something else on their turn, and we're just cranking these out all over, and we're agademsing them back has to be a non-token which sucks yeah being a non-token is really hard as well but your goat token is a one too eh? Eh? that's true that's true <laughs> spirits eh? you know you play this in your clarion spirit deck got him yeah i I'm, don't know man i'm not feeling it i don't know i mean i like what am i gonna do turn on my erebos <laughs> there you Get go him. Now those tokens are going to pay, right? I can pay two life and draw a card. There you go. Yeah, because you're definitely not putting this in your Heliod deck. I'm trying to think. Yeah, not in the Heliod deck. Um, God, where do we just have a ton of tokens? Are you playing this with the Chariot? Like, that doesn't sound good to me. Nope. Not, Nothing sounds good to me. Not for Ozov pips, right? Like, you definitely... Angels? want to play no. this in a that's that's another one of the issues right is that like you can basically only play this in mono white mono black or strictly ozov i think yes so yes. yeah that's all adding up to be a card that i think is just not gonna get played am i missing it like i don't remember there being a bunch of orzov cards that revolved around token creatures like I don't. Yeah. Was I? Did I? Was I asleep during that lesson? No. No. You. You okay. were not. All right. It's, uh, All right. It's just kind of not a thing. Okay. So yeah. On honestly, like Clarion Spirit is the only card that I can even remotely think of, but it's just in other ways not synergistic with this. So yeah, just not not great. Next card, Necrotic Fumes, one black black sorcery lesson at uncommon as an additional cast cost. As additional cost to cast this spell. I, I clearly didn't go to school. Exile a creature you control. Exile target creature or planeswalker. Uh, is this one strictly worse than the other exile one that we, that we read? I guess it's not strictly worse. The one that was white gives the opponent a 3-2. This mm -hmm. exiles something of yours. If you somehow have a piece sitting around that you don't care about or mm -hmm. actually want gone... This then is good. Could be better. Mm -hmm. It's also in black. The other one's in white. So there's different things to do in both of those cases. Clearly, it's probably a terrible control card since you never have something to sacrifice most of the time. I mean, I don't know. Unless you play Omen of the Sun or a rat, you know? I don't know. Um, 
If it was sacrifice a creature you control, it would be a lot better because you could get it back somehow. Exactly. Or, you know. Yeah, or like we have these pests in the set that give you a uh, gain life when they die. You wouldn't get the life. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a great card, but it's still definitely a card that might be worth getting from your board, especially if your deck kind of has is chucking around a lot of little tokens. So we're getting deep into the set now. I still don't think there are many learn cards that we can play. Mm. So if I pair this with the... Oh no, the name is escaping me, but the 2 1 for 2. That the best learn card we've seen so far. Yep. Yeah, a professor of symbiology or something. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Anyway, you can if you want to exile the 2 1 and take out anything. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's a very long way to go around it. It's like 5 mana to exile target creature planeswalker when all is said and done, but I mean it kind of works. No, I mean, one of the drawbacks of a 2-1 is that at some point it often gets invalidated, right? Yes, And so, you know, being able to just turn that around into a removal spell maybe a few turns down the line is uh, is pretty good. So I definitely view this as an option. Happy to have it in the arsenal. How about basic conjuration? One green green for a sorcery lesson. So... Uh, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. You gain three life. Yeah. Is this the lesson we want to learn? It's a playable lesson. It's it's the long way to do it, isn't it? It is. Like you play the learn card, yeah, and then is. you go get this, and then you cast that, and then you go get another creature. What if it has learn? Oh, we can do it again. <laughs> I agree. It's it's fairly slow. One of the things I like about this card is that, and, and I think with lessons in general, that, you know, I, this is what I'm seeing. Half of the lessons I've seen are like inefficient answers to problems, right? Yes. And the other half are like a card you sit on until you've got nothing better to do. Yes. So this definitely falls into the latter category. I like that it's not hideously expensive, um, I also like that you gain three life, so it makes up a little bit from tempo you may have lost casting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. It's definitely not a banger, but um, I in in a deck that's playing like good hits, you know, a deck that's playing like um, like for example in your teamer adventure deck, you know, you have the possibility to hit a dragon or like a lovestruck beast or like something that actually matters, right? Ooh, an edgewall innkeeper! How exciting! Could that could yeah. be good? You know, it it, it could be. Yeah. I know. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm buying into the uh, general malaise of the community with adventure cards. Yes, that is yeah. that is very true. Very true. Uh, if if there's a way to get paid on the life gain, maybe mm-hmm. there's something mm-hmm. there. I I think that you just need good hits. I think you need like dragons. Um, you need questing beasts. Kind of. You need to have cards like that that you can hit in your deck. You and if, need Eldrain cards in your deck. You need Eldrain cards saying. in your deck. Yeah. Or if you're one of those randos who thinks that Coma is a playable card, then you can be, you can search for that as well. So. <laughs> I don't know what I'm... I'm just not going to respond so we can move on. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. We have another, another lesson here. Read Inkling Summoning. One and a hybrid of Orzov and a hybrid of Silverquill. See what I did there? Anyway, 
Really? A sorcery again. lesson. Create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. So this lesson is a 2-1 flyer. That's a token. The yeah. end. Probably not that good. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, okay, this 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 card is interesting. Umbral Duke, two and a black instant at uncommon. Choose one. Target player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, or create a two-one white and black inkling creature token with flying. So neither side of this is particularly amazing, but does the flexibility do anything for us? Uh, maybe. It's it's okay. I yeah, this card's okay. There might be a place where it's better than the typical removal spell, and then there are a lot of places where it wouldn't be. Wasn't that what was that card? It was Farika's Libation. Yes. Okay, which was kind of a different version of this card. That card saw kind of spotty play, although one of the reasons that card saw play is that it was a potential answer to two different kinds of permanent types, right? I think it had sacrifice a creature or planeswalker or sacrifice an enchantment if i'm getting that right yes target opponent sacrifices a creature or target opponent sacrifices an enchantment okay so this one's interesting because this can hit creatures or planeswalkers but the opponent gets to choose yep but then you can also make a flyer so and the, the flyer is not hot but like you know it's the, basically that what that means is that this card is not dead if you don't have a target which i like it's not a shark typhoon though it's not a shark typhoon that's getting to draw that card is a lot better uh when you make that one one or two two shark although better with a card although um yeah no you're right actually you're totally right yeah you don't get the card back i'm just revolted like i know i sound like i'm saying that a lot of this stuff annoys me but it does and you know what you invited me to be a co-host of the Arena Craft <laughs> Podcast for a reason, and it's not to just sit over here, shut up, and say everything's great. So I don't like sports moves on my Magic cards. <laughs> this implies that things are literally dying to play this game. Like, like, like a player is sacrificing a creature they love to just to, to dive around in some arena playing some Quidditch knockoff, and I, I, I hate just it. Not here like for it. it. Not here for it. Yeah. I, 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 I believe in competitive gaming, but I don't believe in anything getting hurt to do it, other than your feelings and your pride. Just enduring pacifist, Kovac Go Blue, bleeding from the heart on the Arena Craft podcast basically <laughs> i mean i'm with you man did they have to rip off quidditch like did they really was that required to like complete the transformation i wouldn't be surprised if this is actually a photoshop rugby player right here uh, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah for a second plagiarized art of the set let's go i i hate it man i hate it yeah i'm, I'm not a fan either is here's a question what what does umbral mean do you actually know what this phrase means umbral duke no neither do i umbral hold on hold on you brought it up we do we have, have access to, to an article this is now, known as the internet this is a googling thing now mm -hmm. um noun threshold or sill what okay what is the what okay uh, it's a thing you do right before you're about to score a touchdown or something i guess 
there's a lot of people trying to tell me what umbra means. Umbral is derived from the Latin umbra, meaning shadow. It is also the Spanish and Portuguese word for threshold. Oh, so maybe it's the that making a little shadow, which is their way of throwing off their opponent. Okay. Well, we all learned something. I mean, it's one of the cooler names. It's the darkest part of a shadow. Ah. That that okay, that's from freedictionary.com. The darkest part of a shadow, especially the completely dark portion of the shadow cast by earth, the moon, or another body during an eclipse. Oh, that's right because the, the word penumbra comes from that as well. Um, it, I mean, you have to admit, CGV, it's one of the coolest names for a magic card ever. This is what we're doing for content. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, the, we went deep on the, the meaning of Umbral. <laughs> interesting part of the set so far. Well, okay, can I interest you in this next card then? Fracture. Why don't you read this for us? It is a white and a black at instant speed. So we've got a two mana instant. So right away, it's like, okay, this doesn't have to do too much to be good. Mm -hmm. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or planeswalker. Oh, baby. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. All right. It's a heck of a disenchant. It's a disenchant plus, man. That's for sure. Yeah. It really is. One of the interesting things, though, is that, like, is this going to see play in the current format? Well, how much do um, people play Disenchant? Very little. <laughs> okay. How much do people play Planeswalkers that matter that would make you want to play a Disenchant? Very little. Oh, darn. I guess we have our answer. So here's, here's yeah. the thing, though. So a card that does see a fair amount of play is um, the cycling one that hits an artifact shredded sails that's one of them there's a green one too wilt sees play wilt yeah some people really? play wilt yeah no it doesn't i've seen no. it i, I it's, yeah mm, people sideboard it way more shredded sails right and shield breakers and stuff like that i wilt has showed up plenty anyway make your point go ahead at the same time though yeah like you're not just I don't think you're main decking this card. Agreed. And I and you're probably not even boarding it right now, but but it is a very versatile card. So yeah, it would wish board. Like I would fave wishes for this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like in certain formats and certain matchups, certain decks could definitely be a very strong. This card. card should have been a lesson. That would have been kind of busted. That's what it would take right now to get excited about lesson. We need some busted. There you go. We really do. Not a bad notion. Let's quickly read Double Major. Blue and a green, instant, at rare, copy target creature spell you control, except it isn't legendary if the creature spell is legendary. This is only maybe possibly a combo card, but even then, hard to believe, otherwise just unplayable. I mean, people are going to get excited about the card to copy their legendaries. Um... It is not going to be competitive good, but it's not for competitive good. It's for people who see double vision and get excited. Yep. So remember, folks, this has to be a spell. So the creature has to be on the stack for this card to work. Which means you have to have had this card hanging out in your hand and the mana to cast it, waiting right up to the moment where you put the card on the stack that you want to copy. And that's asking a lot. 
Like it's just usually magic doesn't play out that way. Your cards have to be flexible, useful on their own to help you be alive and get the job done. Yeah. So people comparing this card to like glass pool mimic or spark double, Mm -hmm. not the same. This is a, a common, which I found a little bit interesting. Pilgrim of the Ages, two and a white creature spirit. When Pilgrim of the Ages enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic planes card. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. You can also pay six generic mana and return Pilgrim of the Ages from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. CGB, oh you've played gosh. plenty of Birth of Miletus's. What do you think about Pilgrim of the Ages? This is the kind of dirtily do-nothing card that I just get really way too excited about for no good reason. <laughs> like, I, I want to take something like this and actually turn it into a win con. Oh, like, heck that's yeah, how, dude. That's, that's how Love insane it. I am. Because it. it's just, you just get it back and play it again, and you get all the planes out of your deck. And we have to run Yorian in this deck. Of course. Because we can blink this to get another plane. Dude. And because we have to have enough planes in our deck to make it worth doing and you can get this back with frickin' Elspeth Conker's death. You you just hit land drops, man. Dude. You, you hit so many. You love it. Dude, I'm going to play this with Kosama, right? And I'm just going to oh, keep baby. charging my Kosama, man. Oh, just go baby. doing nothing. Just doing nothing the way I like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. This card, yeah. I mean, this, this card shouldn't be this exciting. This card, like, I don't know how good it is, but, like, it's gas, right? This card is gas. Do you, you play a lot of Cloud Concealer because that's three mana for a 2-1 flyer that draws a card. So unless you are playing Cloud Concealer in every blue deck, you're not allowed to get that hyped over Pilgrim of the Ages. Unless it's, it's a meme. Hitting, hitting your next land drop is a lot less powerful on three than it is on two. So this ain't going to be the next birth of Miletus. And I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to try this card. I don't know. I, yeah. I think this card's an overachiever at common. That's what I want to say about this card. That is true. Yeah. All right, this is the card I was kind of hinting at before. Mascot Exhibition CGB. Why don't you read this one off for us? Okay. Generic seven mana for a colorless sorcery that is a mythic, and it is a Mythic lesson. lesson. A mythic lesson. Damn. Create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying, a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token, a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. All right. Three tokens. Just vomit some creatures onto the board. There you go. Now, what is that in stats? That is 9-7 in stats for seven mana. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Across three different bodies and a number of different colors. Mm Mm-hmm. The... Flavor text is, don't just win the game, win the crowd. Oh, there we go. All right. That's some CGB flavor text. There you go. Let's go. There you go. go. So, I mean, I don't know. There are worse things you could get from your wishboard. I agree. I think that you should put it in there because it is the expensive, I have too much mana and I need to try to win the game card Mm -hmm. unless something else shows up. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're best of one and your sideboard space is unlimited and you have learned cards that you want to play, which I'm getting really cynical about, uh, this is a card you can play. But, I mean, the good thing about the lessons is you probably just craft one and you're done, Yeah. right? Or you open one and you're done. Yeah. It's not going to hit your wild cards or your budget very hard. Mm-hmm. 
Now, one of the rough things about this card is that, like, it's best in a creature deck that might run out of creatures. So a good example is Mono Red. But one of the issues with Mono Red is, first of all, how many learn cards are you going to put into that deck? And second of all, like, you usually have other things to do with your mana. And it's also, like, even if those decks flood out, it still takes them a while to get to seven. So Seven's a lot. It's a lot of mana, dude. And, like, in, yeah. in the meantime, they're probably activating and potentially getting killed their Faceless Havens. And so that takes even longer for them to get to seven mana. So, I don't know. I almost see this as more of, like, a, again, like, definitely in a more mid-rangey deck. Um, this is a better better sideboard I, card. But, but it's you it's just free right like if there aren't 14 better options you're just gonna throw one in for when it's right yeah that's it yeah that's a good point it is interesting if this will ever see play in best of three and i suppose that again comes down to whether any of those learn cards are playable with the cards i've seen i the answer is no yeah for me yeah i I think you're right what you're highlighting here is that we have an abundance of lessons and we don't necessarily have abundance of learn cards god this is the american public school system totally you know a a lot of mediocre lessons yep that's not much learning learning. (laughs) a a, a privileged few get to do the good learning yep (laughs) all right um exponential growth xx green green sorcery at rare until end of turn double target creatures power x times is this a cycle with the red one the crackling yeah it probably is it probably is man are you aware kovac go blue that we have a we have a card in standard that currently doubles a creature's power for two mana and now that's not true right or oh unleash unleash fury Fury. does this affect for two mana at instant speed at instant speed all right but not if you have six mana if you have six mana this does it okay so if you have six mana this does it twice so the question i ask you speed yes it's sorcery (laughs) speed is how many times do we need to double a creature's power before we're satisfied i mean (laughs) how many how many of the uh power and toughness equal to cards in our library cards do we have that's a good point you know let's go that's what we really need to do yeah i mean really what what is this are they trolling like Uh, yes they are (laughs) it is trolling the set is trolling it should be a troll theme set the troll tribe shouldn't have been in kaldheim it should have been here oh my goodness dude like this like i read this card and i've i actually can't even like all right. Well, I, I so can't even die already scrolled. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, why don't we hit... Why don't you hit for us Vanishing Verse? Vanishing Verse is one white and one black instant exile target monocolored permanent. All right. Did we do it? Did we finally get there? It didn't even take like 13 lines of text. No. Just one. No. Just one cheap two mana instant speed the way it should be exile target monocolored permanent is this just is this the best card in the set well what so like when when is it a total flop and you feel horrible right like what are the cards that just punish us for playing this um soaring thought thief luris yorion yeah all the companions Um, 
but like everything you can get off an ultimatum, yeah, you can get rid of except for Tibble. For, uh, no, yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's right, that's mm-hmm. right. Because when he's flipped, he's multi. That's yeah. that's correct. You got. But me. let's let's talk about what this does hit. Okay, so everything except Faceless Haven in both That's of the true. monocolored aggro decks in the format. Can I can I just say really quick, though, that an insane amount of people in my chat thought that this was two-mana XL target land. Oh, really? <laughs> they really did, yeah. Guys, guys, colorless cards are not monocolored. They are not colored. They are colorless. <laughs> they have no color. That's why they call them colorless. That's, yeah, yes. okay. I, yeah, hopefully that helps. Yes, so... <laughs> In order for a card to get hit by this, it either has to have a colored border or it has to have little colored pips up in the top right corner, okay? If -hmm. it doesn't have one of those two things, it will not get hit by this. So, I mean, this hits a heck of a lot of good stuff, man. I mean, this hits the Henge, this hits Embercleave. Yep. This hits a lot of good creatures in the format. I mean, it hits all of the adventure creatures. It hits Goldspan Dragon. So, so I think you're really right to highlight what it doesn't hit. What, what, okay, so what are the things that we generally tend to really need to hit? Because that's the thing. It's like, okay, this not killing Yorian, fine. Like, you not being able to kill Yorian is usually not the reason you lost to a Yorian deck. So, like, what are the cards that we're kind of terrified that we're going to get hosed by? I, it's kind yeah. of hard to think of them, right? Not a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Tybalt. When you need to kill Tybalt, you need to kill Tybalt. But it also usually means the game went bad for you already. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Soaring Thought Thief is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. Mm-hmm. That is a that, that Luris is a big bummer. Luris like, is a bummer. Yeah, that's an important one. Yeah, so, but but the you fact s- that you can exile everything else in the mono white deck, yeah, is a big deal it's because huge. Selfless Savior is such a card. Yeah. And I mean, this still hits, you know, if you want to, this still hits a crab. It still hits a, you know, Thieves this Guild Shark Typhoon. Yeah, this hits Shark I Typhoon. Might, Just, I might play white in my rogue deck. Yeah. I mean, like, this is another reason to never hard cast Shark Typhoon. So, okay. So, yeah. So, rogues is probably one of the, the worser matchups for this. Uh, let's think of another deck. This this doesn't hit. What's the, what's the red-green haster in Gruul? Brushfire Elemental. Yes, this doesn't hit Brushfire Elemental. That could be a bummer, although that card doesn't see a ton of play right now. I'm going to say all those cards that we mentioned, though, die to Heartless Act. They do. So, like, this in Heartless Act is Mm -hmm. boom, bam, or eliminate, if you want. Gotcha, base is covered. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, when you go down the list, there's not a lot this hits. You will eventually lose games if you're playing this card to some random card that it doesn't answer. Clothis. Yeah, Clothus, exactly. That's a good example. But, um, oh, oh, but speaking of the gods, this does hit a Heliod, and that's going to feel pretty good, right? Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, this, I don't know, this card is is a 10 out of 10 banger. Like Best card in the set, you said. Uh, We'll see. I'm not going to disqualify it. The real real question in my mind about this card is which decks play Ozov. Because that's yes. that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm still looking for the Orzov identity. Making two ones that fly for three mana is not it. Yep, exactly. So like Esper Control is the place I'm slotting this into first. But 
I don't really know. That Esper hasn't been a thing in standard for a long time, right? I mean, Doom Foretold. Yeah, Esper kind of yeah. hits every it hits every permanent anyway. Yep, that's true. So, hmm, I don't know. This it is unfortunate the Vanishing Verse does not hit Doom Foretold. So, there's another thing. Yeah, but you're playing Esper, so you're pretty good against Doom Foretold. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent card. How about read for us Selfless Glyph Weaver? This is two and a white for a human cleric. That's a 2-3. And you can choose to exile Selfless Glyph Keeper at any time. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. But whoa, 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 whoa. There's more. <laughs> it's a double-sided card. Never saw because that coming. on the other side of our three mana 2-3... Is an eight mana black sorcery. Okay. Black, 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 and five. Sorcery. Choose a creature or planeswalker. Then destroy all other creatures and planeswalkers. Boom. <laughs> For the low price of five black, 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 you two can keep one thing. What deck wants both sides of this card? Of one that plays a lot of creatures but only needs one yeah and somehow the creatures that you're saving with your three drop are all like expensive e- or good i mean i'll settle for good you know yeah, yeah. okay i mean so you 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 saved your hallow blade we really did it luminarch aspirant yeah like the, the two drops are really good for like white i i don't know about for black i have trouble Wanting to protect my black two drops, maybe Valky. I, mm, I I just don't think you're casting the backside too often. It's like the no. safety valve. It's eight mana. Like you don't yeah. plan, you don't plan on playing it. No. So the front side has the. I mean, it's the selfless spirit clause, right? Um, yeah. Which is a. It's a powerful effect. So let's not discount that. It is kind of funny, though, that like in decks that run, you know, like the Doggos and the Hallow Blades, like we already have an abundance of this effect. Oh, yeah. So um, I don't really know that this is kind of worth its spot on the curve, right? It's a, it's a pretty stacked three drops, a pretty stacked. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be running this when I could run so many other good white three drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Selfless Spirit was an amazing card. This card being a mana more and a 2-3 kind of a bummer. Dude, if if it were Selfless Spirit, it would be busto. It would be amazing. Like, if it were a 2-drop, it would be pretty yeah. busto because not a 3, but being 3, it's the wrong spot. Yep, it is, unfortunately. Let's do Mavinda, Student's Advocate. 2 and a white legendary creature bird advisor at Mythic. It is a 2-3 flyer okay for zero mana as many times as you want at instant speed you may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn if that spell doesn't target a creature you control it costs eight generic more mana to cast this way (laughs) okay what what kind of advice (laughs) are you giving these students you're the worst advisor ever. That is a bribe, man. That's a hell of a bribe. All right. If that spell would be put into your graveyard, exile it. Instead, activate only once each turn. All right. So we get to recast an instant or sorcery from our graveyard this turn. We're heavily incentivized to point it at a creature we control. 
pretty much has to be <laughs> okay. the creature we control. Let's just lock that in. <laughs> Let's lock that okay. one in. Let's lock um, that in. You have to pay for it, so you don't yes. get it for free. Um, so yeah. I just kind of don't really understand why we're playing this card. I mean, def- maybe you defiant strike every turn. You don't. Ex- mm-hmm. You do exile it. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> you can't even do it like imagine, over and over each turn. Imagine how much worse than feather the redeemed this card is. Just, just imagine it. And they both have feathers. It makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. Like, what's the difference here? I. Yeah. Okay. What do we want to target our own creatures with that we are willing to pay from the graveyard? I I can only think of Defiant Strike. Yeah. There's like just and and that's that's just doing it the hard way to draw a card. You know. Yeah. Maybe a maybe you do want a fight spell, a primal might. I maybe. I mean, I, how much? Let's ask the real questions. Did they pay for Emma Watson's likeness in this art, or <laughs> is she just getting like is she getting paid out of this at all? That's, like, a, that's a really good question. I her Hermione is right here talking to the owl who tried to figure out how many licks it took to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, and I'm just not having it. You know, this is another meme on a card, another one, and you just drank water, and I am sorry. You yeah, that was a close really call, close buddy. Just it out. That was a close call. My keyboard <laughs> is not happy about you right now, Kobo. That's all that the advocate is doing. This bird advisor is like Hermione. How many? Do you know how many licks it takes to get to the center <laughs> of a Tootsie Pop? And Hermione's like, surely if I take on another class over the summer, I might be able to figure it out. Hermione's like Expelliosa. Yeah. Like, done with you <laughs> i have actual magic to perform get away from me oh my gosh yeah yeah mavinda quit wasting my mythics bro oh hallelujah we finally discovered a mythic that might actually be playable in the set so and kovac go blue we might have actually found a mascot for the arena craft podcast so why really? don't you read mila crafty companion oh my gosh you're so right dude mila the crafty companion is one white white for a mythic legendary creature fox is a two three body and whenever an opponent attacks one or more planeswalkers you control put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls you may draw a card but wait that's just the front side the back side is luca wayward bonder four red red six total mana for a legendary planeswalker luca five loyalty the plus one ability you may discard a card if you do draw a card if a creature card was discarded this way draw two cards instead Look at all that card advantage on this Boros card. Damn, I know. The minus minus two. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep. The beginning of your next upkeep. Can you even block? Dude, chills for a turn cycle. There you go. Holy cow. The Redane is just there. Anyway, minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. Crafties, what's up? Dude, yeah. You know what? 
Welcome to the fold. Mila, you have become the crafty companion. We're, we're happy to have you. Doggo, I guess we're confirmed a doggo podcast. A fox. Foxcast. Oh, yeah. Foxo podcast. Let's let's talk about the meat of this card, which is whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Oh, yeah, that's printed on the card. I had forgotten. <laughs> I, I missed that one little important line of text. So uh, that's a wonderful line of text to have, especially on a three drop creature. It's pretty hard to get this thing off the battlefield without the, the owner of it drawing a card. Mm hmm. And it's like any permanent, man, any permanent spell or ability. Like they gave us all, you know, like they gave us all the, all the smarties. You know what I mean? We got every color. Like usually they have qualifiers on, on these abilities that kind of make them less good. Oh, yeah. And then you end up with a target of a spell card and binding the binding of old gods just eats you for breakfast. That's it. That's it. So basically, there are very few ways to interact favorably with that ability. A wrath effect is one. A sacrifice effect is another. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of two of the main ones. Not a lot of sacrifice out there. Yeah, not a lot. So I really like that. And I also like, you know, because this was on... We had what, a similar effect on the, the tusk, the uh, battle, mammoth. battle mammoth, right? But yep. that was like a four or five drop, which is just a whole different ball game. So yep. here's the question. Does this card immediately slot into like our existing white decks? It's I don't know about that. It's at the worst spot on the curve. It is. It is. It really is. Uh, it has this sweet other side where if you are in getting into the part of the game where this is outclassed by the bigger things going on, you can play this very large Planeswalker that has a ton of abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's a neat option. This card can just be outbodied by aggro. Paying three mana for a 2-3, even with yeah. nice text, isn't very exciting if the opponent is playing Annex into Embercleave or Lovestruck Beast into Embercleave. Yeah, so the weakness the, of the card. Yeah, yeah, that is the weakness of the card. So I think it's a sideboard card. I think it's a very good card against reactive decks and interactive decks. Like, I mean... Very annoying for rogues in multiple ways. Any kind of control deck really has to either deal with the front side early or the back side later. And in both cases, it's difficult in a way, and you get value. So I think that's where it lives. I don't know if it's going to... I, I want this card to make it, because I think it has a lot of things about it that are good. Like if Le Professor Onyx... There's a lot of Professor Onyx on the Luka side from the card advantage standpoint and the, you know, minus to get a body kind of thing. But the, um, I wish that Professor Onyx had a front side that was a creature like this, because then I'd be really excited oh, about that, that would card. Be gas. Yeah. I don't know if this card is going to have an impact right away. Mm -hmm. The cost is, the, the creature is the wrong cost and the Planeswalker is okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I like the card. Hard agree. And if you do happen to have Planeswalkers on the field when you have Mila, uh, it's going to make life extremely difficult for the opponent. If they plan to attack them, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oof. Somebody was saying, I like Oath of Kaya better. I, well, I mean, that's a completely different card. Yeah. But I think this is much better at discouraging attacking Planeswalkers than Oath of Kaya was. Agreed. No, totally agreed. Yeah. Um, so... 
Yeah, I think you're dead on. Like, it doesn't currently have a home, but it is just one of the better cards in the set on its on its raw power level. So mm-hmm. definitely keep an eye on the fox. Foxy. Foxy. All right. Um, oh, man. Look at the borderless art. Yeah. It's a very foxy fox. It is a very foxy Hello. fox. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm digging it, man. Mila, yeah. welcome. Welcome to the show, Mila. We're going to have to keep some treats now, CGB. All right. Next card, Blot Out the Sky. X, white, black, sorcery at mythic. Create X, tapped, two, one, white, and black, inkling creature tokens with flying. If X is six or more, destroy all non-creature, non-land permanents. All right. This card has an effect. Non-creature permanence yeah <laughs> non-creature non-land permanence what i don't know man it... so if we pay eight mana we make a bunch of two ones that are tapped that can't even block and we blow up other non-creatures uh yeah, it's a it's a weird clause including our own yeah okay mm-hmm. and then we get attacked to death mm-hmm. it's good it's good, good it's quality like... play all right how excited are we to just Pay for to make two taps, two on tokens. I'm not. How about paying five to make three? No. And it's definitely not getting any better from that, right? I mean, it, it gets better assuming that the mana is like somehow free. Maybe you colossal plowed your way into this. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I think like that's the question like at what point does this card become good i think the difference between making three of these and four of these is negligible right so i mean i this this reads as like a finisher to me and it's not a particularly good one a bunch of tapped flyers like we don't play starnheim unleashed no we don't play starnheim unleashed exactly and this card is certainly not better than that card i don't think so yeah it's like, yeah, I mean, there's scenarios in which, like, your opponent makes three two-one flyers, you can't answer them and you die, right? So there's definitely plausible scenarios for, like, when this card can kill you, but that doesn't mean it's a good card. Well, what are you doing? You're not attacking your opponent for very much. If you were, you would be winning because they're tapped. They're not interacting with the battlefield. They basically time-walk themselves. And if you aren't attacking them, then you better have something to counter or kill their stuff or resolving emergent ultimatum. This doesn't do anything better than any other card would in that kind of spot where your opponent is completely helpless and you drew something to put like six mana into and win the game. Yeah, imagine you're in the mid game, you tap out for five mana, you make three of these two one white dudes, and then your opponent just cycles Shark Typhoon for three. <laughs> who who won in that exchange? Woo! <laughs> That's fun. How about read for us Humiliate? This is a white-black sorcery at Uncommon. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control. It's, okay, it's worse than, um, what was the Demir version of this card? Thought Erasure. Yeah, Thought Erasure. It's not as good as Thought Mm -hmm. Erasure, right? I mean, it depends. Do you have a creature? If you have a creature, you can make the argument that it's better because it added board presence. This does not read as an unplayable card to me. I think this card could be okay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have some way to take advantage of the counter or you have stats matter bodies like Speaker of the Heavens. Dude, you know why you're going to hate this card? Okay. You're playing Heartless Act. Your yeah. opponent has a creature. Yeah. 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 They, yep. remove, they remove your Eliminate and then your Heartless Act can't kill that thing and they kill you. Oh, it's yeah. going to feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, this card's all right. I would consider playing this card. It's one of the... Like, you can play it on turn two, but it might be better to play it later to make sure you get the counter. And between this card and, um, like, every, it seems like almost every black-white card, I, I just want to play it with the Spellbinder, Elite Spellbinder, which is still in the running for best card in the set for sure. Because you're just in their hand all the time, making all of their plays awkward, while still having Battlefield Presence. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if you cast this after the Spellbinders out, then you get a 4-2 flyer, which is a good threat. There's plenty of playable white 1-drops. Let's say you have some kind of cleric thing. You go, like, Speaker for the Heavens, turn 1, Humiliate, Mm -hmm. turn 2. It's a strong little curve, I think. Oh, yeah, anything, like Usher of the Fallen. Mm -hmm. Usher of the Fallen's a good one. Hit for 3. Okay, this card's definitely uh, in consideration. Why don't you hit Gnarled Professor? gnarly professor is two green green for a tree folk druid at rare five four trample gnarly dude i was reading a card okay go ahead when gnarly dude (laughs) okay now we're memeing they got us okay (laughs) when gnarly professor dude enters the battlefield you learn all right is this the learn card to get us on the learn bandwagon i'm not paying four mana for a five four trample draw card in this in this meta why would i do it for a learn card i mean that's not it's okay but how far off is it it's not terrible it's not it's not incredibly far off Mm -hmm. but it's also not questing beast no it's you know that's the problem yeah it's not i would much rather dome my opponent And yeah. kill their planeswalker. Yeah, it just uh, you're right. It doesn't compare favorably to other green creatures at the spot. Is this better or worse than a Seeker's Chariot? That is that is the measure, right? That is the measure of it. You know, kind okay, of. Okay, I'll give you. In some cases, this could be better. I think it's worse as a if if you're trying to play the chariot to defend yourself, and it's potentially better if you're aggressive. I'm going to call this card close. If if it's yeah. a miss, it's a closer miss. It's not a disaster. Yeah. But I don't think it's on the level right now. Like, what deck plays it? I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it's it's 10 to 20% south of playable at the moment, I would say. Yeah. Does the Golgari deck play it? I'm sorry. What is it called? Witherbloom. Witherbloom. Does Witherbloom play it? Does mm-hmm. Quandrix play it? You know, those are the two yeah. uh, colleges in green. Yeah. You have better things to be doing if you're playing any kind of like adventure deck or gruel. So yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't line up well at the moment. Why don't you read the Biblioplex? Okay. The Biblioplex is a land. It taps for a colorless mana, but you can also pay two and tap the Biblioplex and look at the top card of your library. If it's an instant or sorcery card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. If you don't put the card into your hand, you may put it into your graveyard. Activate only if you have exactly zero or seven cards in your hand. Oh, dude. 
What? Oh, no. This is not, what was it, Library of Alexandria? Well, that didn't, you didn't even have to pay two mana to use that. That just tapped to draw a card if you had exactly seven. Yeah, this is, yeah, nah. This is a cheap imitation of the Library of Alexandria. You had me until that last sentence. I mean, can I, zero cards, like, that's a, that's so terrible. Like, you don't want to be there. And seven? That's so win more. You must have something better to do with your mana. That's it. At seven cards, it's heinous. At zero cards, okay, fine. But, like, I'd probably rather just have a castle at that point, right? Wouldn't you just rather have castle Vantress? Obligatory, not legendary, by the way. Yep, that's true. Not legendary. <laughs> it should be just so that you can't trick yourself into playing two copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 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 well. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Well, 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 well. Let, let's see if Retrieve a Phoenix does anything for us. <laughs> yeah. Three and a red. Creature Phoenix at rare. Two, two. A flying haste. It's another trap Phoenix, CGB. When Retrieve a Phoenix enters the battlefield, if you cast it, learn Woo! as long as retriever phoenix is in your graveyard if you would learn you may instead return retriever phoenix to the battlefield so in other words you should always do that because then you get the phoenix and you get to learn but boy oh boy a 2-2 haste flyer for four for four brutal bro not in this economy, man. Yeah, it's it's a mana too much, right? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. a mana too much. And again, like one of the problems, all right, so learn, as we've been stressing, is a slow mechanic, all right? Slow, slow, slow mechanic. Like you don't put your 2-2 haste into a slow, like it's, it's, it's a mismatch. It's a thematic mismatch. Mm-hmm. I guess if you have like a red deck that just wants to learn a lot, then this could end up being kind of annoying. It just keeps coming back, you know, like you can't kill it. Meh, like how how many times are we realistically learning in a game? I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I always come down hard on these phoenixes because I always think they're awful. And this one is looking like one of the worst to me. Yeah, I don't think i have a lot that can justify this with the cards i've seen there would have to be something i haven't seen yet that would be like oh there it is Mm -hmm. yeah exactly all right this is a fun little spicy one bayou groff one and a green creature plant dog as an additional cost to cast the spell sacrifice a creature or pay three but it is a five four can i interest you in an overstated card like this can I interest you in every single two-mana removal spell in this set, as well as Eliminate and Heartless Act? <laughs> Sold! <laughs> All right. Good talk. Good talk. This is an interesting card. Why don't you read Day Mogoth Eater for us? This is one and a weird hybrid plus a black plus a green cycle of nonsense card. Creature Demon. Uncommon. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. Okay. It's a 7-6, by the way. I may have forgotten that it's point. It's pretty chonky. It's a 4-mana 7-6. Yeah. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. When you sacrifice 
This card. Each opponent discards a card, you draw a card, and you gain two life. It's Doom Foretold on a creature. It's Doom Foretold. That only hits you. Yeah. You just Doom Foretell yourself. How how bad is this card, really? Terrible. I don't know, man. Really? I mean, okay. What are you going to do? What, what's, the, what's the line? You tell me the line. So, you know, it's a... Uh... It's basically a rotting Regisaur, right? But instead of discarding a card, you have to sacrifice a creature. That's very different. Like, like, <laughs> okay, like to fair. have a no to have a creature, you have to pay the mana to put it on the battlefield, and you have to play this card in your deck. So it has to have like it has to be a worthy part of your deck. That's true. This card is just so much worse with cards like Lovestruck Beast in the format. It's just annoying me, man. Okay, let's say that you can pay the cost, right? And this is a really big threat. I don't know. That's a, that's a big threat their opponent has to deal with. It also does a very good job of doing things like turning on the Great Henge. So it blocks well. The Sack Clause sucks. I'm, I'm, I give you that. Yeah, yeah. It sucks, okay. right? Let, let's assume that you build your deck in a way in which that's not the worst thing that ever happened to you. You're going to feed the demon a goat. Yeah, you feed the demon okay. a goat. You have a okay. huge beta. Your opponent has to respect it. I think one of the ideas with this creature is that it might turn into the abyss, right? Your opponent okay. has to chomp block it. You have to sack. T- so it basically chomps on a creature every turn on both sides. Okay. Um, um, if you're asking that they can't kill it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, After so you had to sacrifice a creature or two. That, that's the worst, right? Is that's that really with, nasty with the trigger on the stack? Like, you go to your upkeep, you sack a creature with the trigger on the stack, they kill this, and then you cry. Yeah, isn't Brazen Borrower just so mean? Yeah, Brazen Borrower is nasty. <laughs> I will say that those were both true as well of Rotting Regisaur, and people still played that card. So I think that, I think that that's what these this needs to be compared to, I think. Okay. Now, it doesn't okay. come down on turn three, so that sucks. I do like the fact that you can just cash this in and you you basically create a two-card swing and you gain two life. I wish it made a 2-2 two, two like Doom Foretold did. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I want some I want some board presence on my investment. You want something to make up for it. I do. I got scammed to play this card and I want a refund. <laughs> this card is a thought experiment. I am not clamoring to put this card into a deck. But I think that this card is like, I don't know. I think this card would have been playable a few years ago. And I think it's interesting. How does this card compare? You know what? Egon, is that the one? The god, Egon? Yep. Yeah. Kind of craps all over this card, doesn't it? Yeah, all it right. does. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Good talk. All right, good talk. Can I read our next meme? Yes. <laughs> Please do. All right. Pestilent Cauldron is two and a black for an artifact. It is rare. You can tap it to discard a card and create a 1-1 one, one black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life. One and a tap. Each Wait, opponent you have to mills. discard a card to do that? You do. Okay. Sorry. I just, I just had to interrupt you with disbelief. Yeah, All right. you, you do. All you right. can discard a card Sorry. from your hand to make a 1-1. One, one. Sorry, I, I, I lost track of myself there. Forgive me. 
Please continue. It's okay. I I am also struggling to believe. <laughs> One in a tap. Each opponent mills cards equal to the amount of life you gained this turn. Okay. <laughs> Four in a tap. Exile four target cards from a single graveyard to draw one card. Okay. <laughs> but wait, it's but wait. a DFC. There's another side to okay. this card. It's called Restorative Burst. It's a sorcery. It is three green green, so five total mana. Return up to two target creature land and or planeswalker cards from your graveyard to your hand each player gains each four player life. gains full life each player gains four life exile why? restorative burst i don't know, <laughs> I don't know it was why. just too good otherwise okay <laughs> okay <laughs> what dude I feel like if I submitted this card in my job application to Watsi, they would have freaking laughed me out of the they room. They would. They would. What? Better cards have been submitted. I guarantee it. What? What? <laughs> I Look, for four mana, you can exile four cards from your graveyard and draw a card. Can you imagine how Rogues feels about that? <laughs> It's just a dagger in their heart. While they beat you to death. It's just a da- they spent two they spent two mana to mill four cards into your hand, and meanwhile you spent four mana to get them back out. We did it. Yeah. Isn't this or such no, a joke no as mana, well? Maybe. I mean, you can play Egon, right? You can play the other side of Egon for one mana on the first turn of the game. Yep. You that is a thing you can do, and it's not happening in standard right now. Wow. Next meme. <laughs> okay. Meme Haven. Welcome back to the Magic Meme Show. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So, um, Containment Breach. Two and a green. Sorcery lesson out on common. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Okay, cool. If its mana value is two or less, create a 1-1 one, one black and green pest creature token with this. When this creature dies, you gain one life. I'm in. Sign me up. Dude, Lucky Clover is in so much trouble. It's so it's such a problem, man. Witch's oven, we're done with that. We're doing it. <laughs> this card's fine. This card's fine. If you're learning, this card's fine. You know, I might even put like two two of these in my lesson board because it's probably better than other stuff. And yeah. I might need to kill two artifacts someday. Yeah, I, mean, I would do that. I dig it. All right, we're going to take a second swing on this Damagoth thing, CGB. Why don't you read Damagoth Titan for us? Hybrid, go, hybrid, wither bloom, hybrid, wither bloom, hybrid, wither bloom, hybrid, wither bloom. That is four hybrid green black manas. For an 11 10, you heard me, an 11 wow. 10 creature demon. All the Timmies just, they just shook in their seats. They all poggered. <laughs> Whenever this card attacks or blocks, sacrifice a creature. All right. Yeah? Better or worse than the last card we we discussed like this? It's a good question. I mean, it is optional to do things like attack or block. Therefore, you're not required. Like, you can just put this on empty board, then next turn play your creature or bring back your Woe Strider and then attack with it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think it's better. Wow. How much do we have to push the stats to make something like this playable in 2021, man? 11-10 for four? That's the question. I mean, it is thick. There is no question this card is thick. Shout out to Chris Cold on a killer art. Like, that thing is terrifying. Yeah. Dude, he's he's your new favorite magic artist, huh? Just, I mean, he did the icebreaker crack and his name's Chris Cold. I'm never going to forget him. Love it. Hey. The branding's perfect. Recognition. ACP art review. A+. Demigoth Titan. I don't know, man. I mean, you have to block this thing. You do. This one is much closer to the Abyss than the 7-6. Yes, that's true. This is definitely a must block. Is there anything apart from flinging this we can do to make its 11 power just like really good? Yeah, you can ember cleave it. <laughs> yeah, let's ember cleave it. Let's no, the mana is pretty tricky. No, I was going to say um, the Garrick's... What's the three mana? Oh, Garrick's Uprising? Yep. Yeah, that's, Give this that's a combo. That is a wombo combo. I do like that, that you can hitter. play this in mono green Stompy. That's that's pretty cool. Is there a way to double strike it? Double strike. Uh, if you play the other CCCC, the Boros sounds, one. Sounds like a world tree. <laughs> All right. Okay, do we ever put Mall of the Skyclaves on this? Dantha Triome. It's more doable than an Embercleave. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this thing is a... I mean, this will hit you. It's a chunker. And if you have a way to consistently make creatures, then you're doing well. And okay, War Strider Might. comes to mind. No, yeah. wait. Problem Might doesn't grant, tr- grant Trample, does it? It doesn't. Okay. Ooh, okay. How about the um, the Trample equipment? Uh, Soul... Garrick. Oh, Garrick. Four mana Garrick. It's not bad. There you go. It's not bad. And then you ram through. And you deal the opponent like 20-some damage. Oh, we did it. <laughs> we just did it right there. That That's kind of a beating. It's, it's a lot. A All you need is something to sacrifice. This thing fights for days. It does. You can ram through without it getting into the red zone. This card's okay. There's got to be uses for this card. This card is probably just better than the make a creature the size of your deck card, right? I think so. I think so. Two mana less is a lot. Um, I, I'm i not saying that you can really build a deck around this and it'll always work. I, I'm almost looking at this like, is there a way that this is just a sideboard card and you bring it in against decks that don't have spot removal and have like damage-based removal? Uh, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. This at least makes me want to brew. Yeah, it's an interesting card. I mean, this and Kazul's Fury, it's pretty gas. I, yeah, if you can get around the four hybrids without Jun Triome, that will mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. That's tricky, but it's doable. All right. Well, you're on the board, Damagoth. We are okay. paying attention. That is a card. That's a card. Let's do Sedgemore Witch. Two and a black creature human warlock at rare with menace. It is a 3-2. Ward, pay three life. So your opponent has to pay three life. Whenever they target it, if they don't want that uh, whatever targeted it to get countered. And it has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life. So these pest tokens are a Witherbloom thing. Probably not. It actually seems really good. Uh, it's like a young pyromancer in black. It is it is like a young pyromancer. Yeah, it and it's costs... better than the elementals because you gain a life and you can't target it easily. It still sucks to get it bone crushed. 
I mean, does it? You pay three life. Encounter it. Like, that's pretty good. Wait, hold on. No, that player needs to pay three life. Oh, okay. Um. So they bone crush it, and they just have to pay three. I guess if you're pressuring them, though, that's really good. It could hurt. It could hurt. If you're, I mean, you are a 3-2 body, so you can attack decently. So if you curved a Dece 1 drop into a Dece 2 drop into a Dece 3 drop, and this was it, and they target it with a removal spell, you make the 3 life matter. That's good. I mean, you know, this goes well into like a village rights deck, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. This card's okay. It's okay. So what? one of the problems is that that's a creature deck, and this wants you to magecraft, right? So... I mean, once again, we have to play our creature deck with a bunch of spells somehow. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a weird card. I I see the potential that you see in this card, but this reads to me like one of those cards that just doesn't make the list. You kind of, you draft up the deck and this one gets sidelined. Yeah. Um, really need something to do with the bodies. You need the spells. I'm thinking like claim the firstborn, village rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This this has a lot of Ayara to it. You can make an argument for playing it, but in the end, you just don't. Ayara is way worse than this. You think so? Yes. I, I think this has much more potential, but it might, in the end, not be that good. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got enough text on it, but I'm still coming down on the, the pessimistic side. Oh, I side. can tell. I can tell. Um so let's let's go let's go let's go heal mode what the hell it says it's a witch and it's a warlock yeah that is just come on man what (laughs) come on man (laughs) nope (laughs) nope (laughs) somebody in the comments is gonna like get you know get out their professor glasses and tell me the history of warlocks and witches but just as somebody who is a casual fan of like fantasy i'm like that's not how that's supposed to work dude like witch is a common creature type why are you giving us a warlock on a witch yeah which witch is a warlock and which witch is a witch (laughs) doesn't make any sense that was the cleverest thing that has happened in this entire set so far well done cgb you did it you really did it harness infinity dun 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 one black 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 green 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 yes that is what this card costs it is a mythic instant exchange your hand and graveyard exile harness infinity boom 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 suck it rogues yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the for the small price of seven mana you too can attempt to resolve a, a spell against rogues powerful card i love this card you want to just resolve this card and do the thing oh i do yeah i'm i'm gonna do it and i I don't care if i win or lose i'm gonna at some point play it oh my goodness how how does this line up against eerie ultimatum as an example uh eerie ultimatum oh that's a probably a better card by a lot because the cards come directly into play Mm -hmm. however let's say that you cast like a lot of removal spells and stuff yep now this then this is probably going to get you a little bit more and you it putting it into play wasn't a downside so this is a control card which is probably why i'm excited mm-hmm. i mean okay it being an instant is like so much better than eerie ultimatum 
That's true. Yeah. This is a hell of an instant, man. Dude, yeah. you, you know what I want to do? This is what I want to do. I want to cast Torrential Gaelic in, in Historic, targeting Harness Infinity. That's what I want to do. Which you put there by discarding somehow, by looting. Yeah. Or just. Well, now there's. Or maybe I cast it the first time and then okay. I'm getting it back the second time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get, get it all again. Why not? Let's go. I mean, if you cast it the first time, it exiles itself, but who cares about these details? So this card is actually really powerful. So the question is, how serious are we about actually trying to to do the thing? I mean, I want to do it. I want to play the Sultai control. So if you follow like standard really closely, a deck that's been doing well and won a recent online challenge is basically Sultai ultimatum, but with no ultimatums and a bunch of counters and shark typhoons instead. Like it's all the shell uh, but you take out Cultivate, and you keep Binding, and you take out all the seven drops, and you put in Negate and Shark Typhoon. So, like, Sultai Control is already a bit of an off-meta choice, trending in a direction. You could play Coma and try to win the game with Coma, or you could play Harness Infinity and make the game even longer and more ridiculous. It is worth noting, this does not give you a no-maximum-hand-size clause. No, it does not. So that, no, it does not. that could be an issue against rogues. Yeah. So <laughs> the other thing that sucks, CGB, is if is if you put this on the stack and your opponent exiles your graveyard in response, that's got to feel no, pretty but bad. Nobody does that. It's never happened. Nope. It's not going to happen. No, we don't have Tormod scripts happen. in the format. Yeah. Dude, this is the play. Okay. The opponent targets your Elder Gargaroth with Drown in the Lock and you respond by casting this. As long as you didn't have five cards in your hand, as long as you had like less than four or less cards, it fizzles the drown in the lock. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sick. Sick. That would be so cool. Yeah. It's a powerful card. I expect people to... It's a cool card. I, I expect people to try this, and it could actually be good. This, uh, you know, I put this in the category with Sublime Epiphany. It's, it's that kind of a card doesn't see a lot of serious play is very powerful yep. you know yes and every once in a while every once in a while cards like this really hit and then they're actually busted and then they're the hero yeah then then you're the hero of the of the day yes crafties that wraps this episode up for the day but fear not worry not grieve not long for the final installment will be released soon rest sweet soldier and you will have the information you desire <laughs>